So I'm back again. Uh, recording session number two for today. The first one I had to delete because I noticed I was ranting too much about COVID. Uh, as a topic that pisses me off right now to no end because of uh, lots of contradictions and illogical statements being made in the media. I'm not a fan of that. I don't believe everything they say. And I think that we're about to lose this war pretty soon. And I'm afraid what's going to happen because of the state right now that Germany is in is not very positive. Uh, it, it's frightening, actually. I, I, I just want to sit back and, and, and observe this. I still want to see if, if the government is actually capable and allowed to force the public to take the vaccine, which still hasn't occurred because you know the federal courts the, still needs to approve this and for now nobody's really talking about it at least not from their side they're, they're, they're just making these claims that they think they can force people how far they want to go they don't want to say hmm. so that's fun well anyway enough about covid uh, Germany's in the shitter as it is anyway. There's not much I can do about it. So who cares, right? Ah, short update is I've been writing a lot. I've been writing... Uh, I'm still working on my novel. I've been working on it almost every day, adding some more pages and ideas to uh, the first act of the story. Um, because of that, I'm not drawing heavily at the moment. There is not enough time to do both, and I really enjoy typing right now. <laughs> Um, I still got to get back to it uh, for a while later on, as well as um, taking care of some of the work I need to do for, for the online university, because I've been slacking in this regard a little bit. My bad. But it's still, you know, it's still 2021, and I still have some time left. So that's good. Um... I'm enjoying some Greek wine in the background, as you might suggest, because I still love this shit. I have to get this stuff in larger quantities. The, the, the cheapest price I could find is actually the store where I bought uh, one bottle, but I'd like to buy a, a whole stack of this stuff, a few boxes of these bottles somewhere online from a retailer, hopefully for a better price, you know. Hmm. Never mind that. Never mind. The reason why I wanted to talk to you, uh, first of all, is um, I have the feeling I do need some social contact sometimes. So <laughs> uh, talking to myself might do the trick here. Uh, maybe not as effective as real people would be. I'll give you that. But, you know, uh, I've, been, I've been living out here in the outback of Bavaria... Uh, like I've mentioned a couple of times before, for over a year now. And I really enjoy it. I like it much more than I realized, but sometimes, only sometimes, I can hear the silence becoming too loud. Now, that might be a weird sentence to make, but there are moments where I just enjoy talking to people or just having someone come over or, you know, having, sharing some thoughts and have a nice discussion. 
which uh, currently is not the case anymore. The last woman I dated got really uh, on my nerves. I had to kick her away. Uh, I had no choice, absolutely none. And I didn't want to. Even if I had a choice, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do uh, anything else than what I did just now because, you know, uh, this was casual. It's, it, it, it was going to stay casual. And if I have the feeling that we can't move on with the same mindset and see eye to eye, then there is no point in actually following these dates anymore. So um, it was the, the, the most logical thing for me to do. Um, that happened a, a while ago, I think a month, I would say. I, n- I never talked about it really because I don't care. <laughs> it's not that important. You just meet someone, you share some time, and then you leave, right? It's, it's not like you're fucking relatives or, or married to that person. So it's, it's a different thing. Like I said, casual. So that's a good thing. Um, I've been still riding my bike uh, even though it is below zero outside, zero degrees Celsius. And it is, it's kind of cold because the wind is going strong enough for you to feel it. And uh, for today, I was of the opinion I should get back on my bicycle. I'm going to, uh, if I don't forget, I'm going to add a link to my Instagram page, a page that not really many people look at. But still, you can see, you know, a thing or two here. And uh, occasionally I take pictures with my uh, Unihertz Titan phone. So they're not the best pictures, but they're enough to look at, to get an idea of the, the environment. And I took a nice snowy snapshot from the woods. Uh, I took a detour today, um, tried to get back up the hill through, um, through a, um, a small w- wood piece, a small not not wood piece. That's a, a stupid way to say it. I'm sorry. It, it's a small portion of a forest. It's not really a forest, but you know, it's been designed to be like um, a segment of trees in a specific area. Then there's a road, and there's another segment of trees. That's how Germany likes to, to design the more modern forest types, engineered by man completely. You know, there's nothing. Nothing is growing here by chance. Everything is controlled. That's sad, but true. Uh, everything is by design. So, um, I, w- I had lots of clothing. I had multi layers of, of stuff on me a couple of pants, sp- uh, special underwear, you know, this sports underwear, uh, multiple sweaters and t shirts underneath. Uh, I had a scarf, a hat, everything. And even a thermal flask with me with uh, some tea to keep me warm if I take a break, gloves and multiple socks. <laughs> there I was, you know, just... Uh, the, the main reason why I do this is I, I do sweat a lot. If I, I, I usually never did sweat that much, but right now if I start moving a little bit and do something, I, it can happen that my body sweats a bit more than, than it used to. And you need... When you're outside in the cold, you need a specific layer of clothing to make sure that your sweat gets sucked up but doesn't cool off on your body when you're outside uh, these wild temperatures. Otherwise, you might catch something more vivid and more extreme than anything COVID-related, believe me. So um, 
I did that. It started getting a bit too cold still. Uh, I freeze very easily because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a skinny bastard. There's not really much material on me here. Um, I'm just a bag of bones, I guess. And um, on my way back, I, uh, I cleaned my bike a little bit, then uh, took a hot shower, made some more tea and coffee, and uh, snugged back into my, my, my uh, working chair and uh, realized I'm too tired to draw. <laughs> so that went south, this idea. I did draw something like, you know, tiny illustrations for a friend of mine, he needs some stuff for his material, and I said, "Yeah, well, sure, why not?" He's the guy who actually gave me this, this, this MacBook. In case anyone is asking, uh, in case you have listened to my previous podcast, uh, this person donated a new uh, M1 chip MacBook for me, so I can find something uh, of use, something that I can use on my travels or uh, on multiple areas and just work on something more decent than on my old-fashioned PC. And quite frankly, Windows is starting to piss me off. Mm. This wine is great. Oh, man. Sweet and yet delicious. I love this shit. Oh. Where was I? So what am I... What, what, would, what was I thinking of before starting this podcast? Um, I was thinking of talking to you about a movie, but uh, truth be told, I haven't been watching very much. Ever since I saw uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, I am still very uh, surprised and satisfied about the movie. I'd like to see it again, but it's currently a bit, you know, tricky getting in, into a theater, so I'm, I'm probably not going to do that. Hmm. I'm not even sure if the movie is still running. But I, I will pre-order a Steelbook edition of the Blu-ray. I have to. It's a must. It's something I, I yearn for. I have to get this movie in my hands. I want to play it on my tiny little Blu-ray player and beam the fuck out of it, project it on my screen, and enjoy it once more, how often I want to. But to be honest, I'm a bit worn out of the movie business because I, I've been waiting for so long to see actually a Ghostbusters film that I don't really care much about anything else at this point. I'm tired, you know. I, I'd like to watch a series. I tried to watch some uh, British crime series, which uh, are basically fantastic. And uh, I could give you an example... Wait a second. Let me just think for a second and let me get the information online because I forgot the title. Okay. Ah, um, I found it. I found it. I think I talked about this recently before because it's, I think it's been a while since I, I watched it and talked about it. The, the, the show is called River from 2014 with uh, Stellan Skarsgård and it is a great, brilliantly written uh, miniseries that is divided in six episodes. Um, if you can, and you like this kind of stuff, and you like the storytelling, and the drama that the British do so very, very well, check it out. Um, I think I have talked about this, haven't I? God, my memory is so fucked up. Hmm. Maybe I should drink less? Nah, it's never about that. Okay, fuck this shit. 
the real reason why I wanted to talk to you guys is because I sometimes played in my free time a video game that many people know for so many years now based on Half-Life 1 on the engine of Half-Life, which is called Gold Source Counter-Strike. Oh, yes. I have talked about this before. It's been a while, though, and I wanted to revisit this, this game here in my head, at least, because I have deinstalled and erased the game. Why did I do that? Um, first of all, it's been uh, eating up masses amounts of time. Um, it's, it was once a very good game. It was. And the latest installment, uh, which is <laughs> over 15 years old now, I think, is still Counter-Strike uh, Global Offense, which is the only one currently actually, uh, you know, a, 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 a worldwide phenomenon where people play for money, okay? It's almost Olympic, this game. It's in the eSports League, People play it to survive. People play it to make money. It's amazing. It's really cool. And I do like the fact that we came a long way to actually live in, in, in an age where people can play these games professionally and make a ton of money with it. You know, that they play it for a reason, not just to have fun, but they play it to actually gain something from it by being the best of the best. The competition is staggeringly high especially in games like these. Shooters are, I think, one of the most toughest games to play, in my opinion, especially when, uh, when you have to consider the, the possibilities, the fact that your opponent should not be underestimated. You need the skill, you need the reflexes, sharp aim, precision aim with your fucking mouse. It's not as easy as, as, it, as, it, as it seems when you play against a computer and just you know, play a single-player campaign or some kind of other old-school shooter. It's not the same. These games have become much more sophisticated, and um, they're not f flawed. I mean, they're, they're not foolproof. They are flawed. And Counter-Strike is still probably, at least CSGO is, uh, one of the most uh, complicated uh, games on the market because it has become absolute shit because of so many bugs, so many um, exploits being used and abused, and especially the cheating community has not been uh, growing down. It's been growing up. They have been evolving. They have, been, they have found new ways over and over again to use cheats and methods for cheating, where the company Valve, who are still responsible for uh, this, this game actually to exist, at least in the state that we know it, it is well known that back in the day when this uh, game was, was uh, published, it was never really published. It was a mod that could be downloaded if you had the original Half-Life game. So what you did was uh, downloading the mod, installing it over your Half-Life folder or inside the Half-Life folder. I don't really remember exactly the procedure, how to do it. But you would load in, in fact, Half-Life and just, uh, you know, get the mod ready to run. And you could access specific servers online to play Counter-Strike with God knows how many people all over the world, really. And it was a smashing success back then, too. I have played Counter-Strike since version 
And I think I was, let me, let me think. I think I was back then, maybe 17 or 18 when I saw it the first time. And I hated the game. I hated it. I didn't like the mechanics. I didn't like the gameplay. I thought it was not really well done. And it was heavily cheated back then. People were constantly, you know, buying their snipers, their uh, their ops and, and AKs and M4s and just shooting through boxes, seeing people they normally could not see and they were just wall hacking and, you know, giving you everything they had. But, you know, it was a modification, which means there was no real uh, a crime here being committed. Nobody was really being banned or anything else. But it was a problem for Valve because people were destroying the fun of the game. So they had to try to do something else instead. And over time, they created um, the, the Valve anti-cheat, which is just basically called VAC. And if you got VAC banned, it means your account was completely banned from playing any Valve content, especially the Half-Life games, including Counter-Strike. So if that ever... Uh, you know, if anyone could ever witness this and just report you somehow, then you probably did get banned. And um, then I played version 1.5, which was uh, an, an increase in quality and, and texture. Um, I did remember having lots of fun playing those fun maps, like, you know, Fun Ice and... Um, where just weapons are lying on the ground and you could just take whatever you want and blow your opponents to pieces as like aim training or just reflex training before playing actual maps. And truth be told, I never played the actual traditional maps. I hated them. I just wanted to play these fun maps and just, you know, let off some steam and that's it. And uh, then, of course, there was the, uh, the update to Counter-Strike 1.6, which was the first standalone version of the game that could be accessed from uh, pretty much anybody who, who bought the original license for Half-Life 1. Then Half-Life 2 came out and we got Counter-Strike Source, which was, in my opinion, one of the best versions ever made. Um, I know that there are many diehard fans out there who just love 1.6 and think it is like the, the, uh, the definition of a first-person shooter, but it's not. It's just, it's a good version, but it's not the version. But Counter-Strike Source was an improvement on that behalf, especially when the game became more detailed, um, a slightly refined gameplay, at least I think from what I remember, especially the op back then was razor sharp. You could do so much damage with it. Hmm. But Counter-Strike Source was, to my knowledge, not exactly esports material, but it was close. And when Valve decided to create a new predecessor to, um, to, to Source, they created um, CSGO, which became, until now, the most famous of the bunch to be uh, not only competitive relevant, but also heavily, 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 heavily cheated, which is basically the reason why I stopped playing. Um, to get more in detail on this, Valve has never, ever did anything to suppress this, to ban cheaters heavily and more 
uh, more aggressively than never try to program uh, a software that was effective enough to stop cheating altogether. And there are solutions to this. There are, actually. And I can name you a few, especially um, when it comes to um, your, your awkward behavior in aiming when you're aim-locked at someone's head, for example. And anyone who knows what I mean by this, if you've played games, you know exactly what I mean. An aim-bot is um, probably pretty easy to, to, to program. There are so many different ways how to do this, especially by recognizing uh, where the players are, your, your opponents, and making sure that if the head is somewhere in the area of your visual screen that you automatically aim lock on the head, then you can release a shot automatically if you want to, or uh, manually, it's up to you, I guess, If however you like to cheat. But it, it is possible. So if this behavior is so well known, especially head locking, um, there are not many professional players on the planet who can actually aim that fast, that precise, without losing their focus for the head to make headshots. So the average player, uh, you know, especially the average player, the majority of the players, for fuck's sake, if you watch them play, they aim fast for the head, but they cannot lock their target. They just can't do it. Most of them are not physically able to actually perform that. They can aim fast. And like I said, they cannot stay on those pixels for more than a second or two. And then their aim goes slightly off. And you can always observe this kind of behavior. Um, of course, you have some professional players who are just really, really fantastic and really good. They don't need to look for the head very long. They aim for the head very fast, one tap, and the game, you know, the player is dead. Fine, I get that. But if it happens to such a degree that, you know, um, let's say in your visible area, a player pops out from God knows where, somewhere in Dust 2, jumps through the tunnels or behind a box or whatever, and you see a player locking onto the head with an extreme precision and, and speed, superhuman speed, then there's something fishy most likely, okay? So I'm asking myself many times, why isn't Valve capable of programming a uh, software solution to analyze specific mouse movements that could predict an aimbot? And if that is the case, monitoring mouse movement and player behavior if more than two games or three games show this kind of pattern reappearing, the player should be banned immediately. That's it. Okay? And people will further analyze this gameplay, trying to understand what happened here. If there is something like an aim lock, if there is somebody actually cheating, um, then they could still analyze it. Maybe contact a player and say, look, um, we caught you cheating. What's your defense? Whatever the case might be, right? If somebody gives a shit, they will try to defend themselves saying, I wasn't cheating, I'm just really good, and try to prove it. Uh, most people are cheating, and they will not prove anything else than the fact that they're cheating, and they will stay banned, and that's it, okay? And to be more aggressive and more precise, why don't they do it like, um, like the developers of the game Valorant? Why can't they block not only their account, but also record the hardware identification and block the, the whole fucking hardware, the whole computer, from ever playing the game again. 
doesn't matter how many accounts you have. You're playing on the same machine. You're fucking banned. That's really effective. I like that a lot, which is why I'd like to keep playing Valorant in the future and not play Counter-Strike anymore. Uh, furthermore, um, there is, a, there is a, a way to block um, wall hacks entirely. There is a way. Um, to, in order to do that, you must be able to program a software that will analyze and monitor the final precise system visual rendering that you're experiencing on screen and transmit that data to a database that has been running on Valve. There is no personal information being stored, nothing, just the visual information from the final image on your screen. And if something fishy is coming up, like a wall hack, where you see graphics and visual aid where normally there shouldn't be anything, you're banned instantly. That's it. Force banned, no fucking discussion. I want to see that. Nobody's been programming this. They don't want to. I think Valve wants people to have the, the possibility to cheat and manipulate the system on their own behalf to experiment with the technology. Okay, that might be a fair statement. Just my, my assumption, they never made that statement. But what's the point of actually giving people the access to uh, not only experiment, but abuse the game and the cheats to such a degree that they're actually damaging the community and not making any progress whatsoever in banning these people in ranked games? Competitively speaking, I mean, what the fuck's going on? After all these years, this game is still not capable of being played fairly. If, you know, people are just evil, people are selfish, people want to abuse the game, they want to do something different, they want to be better, or they just don't want to be really better, they just want to have an advantage and have fun with the system, because it's a game after all, and you're not really hurting anyone. So they say, right? Okay, fine might be true, it's not about life and death, but it's still annoying as fuck when people do this shit. And especially if you want to play seriously and you want to play uh, competitively because you want to go somewhere with a game, you have specific aims for the future maybe. Maybe this is your life dream to become one of the pro, pro players out there, right? Okay, you can, you can take a shot at this shit, but if you want that and you want to practice online instead of a controlled network environment where cheating is most definitely heavily controlled and punished for if you ever get caught. But, you know, the the real opportunity is mostly online, playing with strangers, people you cannot really see or know or train with. You have no idea what kind of person that is. You're just observing their gameplay and trying to adapt to, to the situation. That is always a challenge. I understand the fun and the thrill behind that. Competitive gaming is fun. But if somebody like Valve is sitting in the background and thinking to, the, to, them, to themselves, okay, we have too many complaints that people are cheating, they're leaving the platform, looking for other games, what can we do? Then they come to this genius idea of, of, of you know, giving you, the player, the, the option and the choice of either playing ranked games or unranked games in hopes that those people who want to cheat would play rather the unranked game so you can avoid them. 
That's one of the reasonings I came across recently. I wanted to burst out in tears from laughter and piss myself. That was hilarious just to think about it. What kind of a fucking douchebag would ever come up with an idea like that? That's not a solution that's just making things worse. People will cheat if they have fun cheating, if they can't be caught and there is no real punishment for them, like being forced to buy new hardware. What's going to make them stop? Buying a Prime account costs you, what, between 8 and 10 bucks, no matter where you live in the world? I mean, give me a break. If you hide your cheats long enough, you can have months and months and months of fun abusing other people, just pissing them off, and then you come back home realizing, oh, my account was banned because I got caught. So what? So you pay another 10 bucks and start, start from the beginning using the same cheats? And maybe behaving a bit smarter than that, not being a wise-ass and hiding your cheats all the time. I mean, give me a break. Nobody's really giving any effort in trying to stop this from happening. I've, 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 I've been uh, watching sometimes a YouTube channel from an American guy called, or someone who calls himself, Time is But a Window. And he's a really cool guy, very friendly. Um, he's a really, really good sniper player. He deals the op like his, it's it's his baby, it's his wife. Awesome player, really. And uh, even he stumbles across uh, global players like himself. I think he used to be global and he's trying to get back up or something. He's Whatever the case might be, his ranking is high enough. He's really, really sharp and good. And even in high ranks, you still find players who are cheating through wall hacks, just knowing instantly where people are. And... That's really obscure that this actually happens. Just imagine how much time a player needs to spend in this game. Cheating. Never being caught. Continuing cheating. Until they actually reach one of the highest ranks in the game. Just to have fun. Just to have a thrill and you know behave like they're one of the cool guys. Even though they have not really well deserved that rank. But they're still in the game. In the system and still cheating. How is that possible? Nobody's doing anything against that? You, you gotta be kidding me. What a waste of time to play this fucking game. So I recently I, I, was, I was trying to pay more attention to very aggressive and um, wise guy plays, uh, wise guy gamers who just absolutely know where you are. And the last game I played was in the lower ranks where you find cheaters very often. But still... There was a cheater who even uh, had the word wallhack in a screen name and didn't care if anybody was, was actually willing to believe him or not. He was demonstrating his powers through uh, a wallhack cheat and just shooting enemies wherever he thought was necessary. I was hiding behind a door. He did not know I was there on the nuke map on the top four bombsite. I didn't make any noise as far as I remember. I just entered that room and, and was hiding in a corner. And he knew exactly where I was, shooting directly at me, not just vaguely through the room, directly at me, and of course killed me. And he repeated that multiple times when he knew I was behind a wall or behind a box and other players behind obstacles as well, and just kept on playing like that. So there was definite, definitely proof that he knew too much using a wall hack. And, of course, demonstrating his arrogance by just not giving a fuck. And Valve is not doing anything. Um, what's the point? What is it that they want? 
What the fuck are they doing? First, they're, they're presenting an updated version of the VAC software. Okay, great. Did it work? No. Masses amounts of cheats. Then sometime before a year, there was an exploit being demonstrated even on YouTube how easy it is to bypass a smoke to make it not visible anymore. Without using third-party software, just just um, an exploit in the game, that's how bad this game was programmed and updated. And, you know, I'm just thinking to myself, guys, you, you really have no fucking clue what, you, what you're doing. I'm not even sure what it is that they are doing at the moment. They're not taking care of these games seriously and not professionally in any way. They're just making money and lying on their backs and getting probably masturbated by Polish, uh, by Polish and Russian prostitutes, I guess. I'm not really sure what it is that they're doing or what they're aiming for. Um, I don't care anymore. Even if a new Counter-Strike version comes out, I'm probably not really going to play it. I'm going to look at it, observe it, and just count the days and hours until the first cheats arrive. That's a guarantee. So, um, you know, I do like playing these games. I know playing too much is probably counterproductive, considering the fact I should be doing something more productive in my life. But if you sit there, enjoy yourself with a couple of friends, you know, uh, talking over Discord or uh, similar software and just enjoying yourself by being as good as possible to some degree without being annoyed. And the community is being not only toxic to, uh, you know, to a point of <laughs> beyond recognition, it's just ridiculous how people behave there. And it's no wonder that they start resigning because they can't play as good as other people and start using cheats. But it's a sad thing and a sad statement that a company like Valve doesn't give two fucks about it and doesn't do anything substantial to actually ban players. I'm pretty sure they know how to ban them completely to make fail-safe, really super good AI software analyzing gameplay and analyzing, like I said, the final visual renders of a screen. I'm well aware of the fact that they know exactly how to do it. They're not stupid, but they don't care. They want the cheaters to bring in the same amount of money with skins with hacks, multiple accounts that they paid for, so that Valve can make some money off of them. That's it. It's always about money, it's nothing else. And I'm really disappointed at this company. I, um, I don't want them to go bankrupt or anything. That's too much, probably. But um, the only thing they deserve is that people just leave the platform. Either, you know, they, they destroy the platform by cheating beyond belief, which is eventually something that's happening right now, or um, they just move away and just play something else that gives them more pleasure and is uh, uh, maybe, first of all, more fun to play without any cheating disturbances or not too many of them. Uh, like, for example, in uh, Call of Duty Warzone. When the game came out first, and in the first uh, few months, it was okay. You could actually play decently. And then the cheaters came and they saw, you know, how to bypass security, how to abuse the system, how to exploit certain bugs and, you know, get advantages that way. And uh, they really ruined the game. <laughs> it's kind of fun when you think about it, but it's, it's not really exciting anymore. It's, it, the game is dead as far as I'm concerned. It, if, of course, you got players still playing the game, but 
the amount of cheaters out there, the amount of people actually being capable of abusing uh, games limitations like textures and manipulating them to see through is staggeringly high because the method is always the same. I think there are multiple angles on how to achieve that goal, programming-wise, but the end result is always the same. You're trying to find a weak spot uh, in the software to help you render the image in such a way that you can have an advantage. And uh, there are multiple ways to do that, but ultimately the ending is always the same. So um, we could, you could say one weakness in a software, one exploit, can be reused for another game where the effect is pretty much the same. And uh, yeah, I, um, I did enjoy the game. I played many years Counter-Strike, but there's a time where you just got to say goodbye to this piece of shit because it's not worth it, obviously. And if I get back to it, I'll get myself a wall. I can see how far I can come with this shit. But not today. Not today. Hmm. You could say, on one hand, who cares, right? It's just a game. Well, it is just a game. It's true. Yeah, but um, the anger is real. The, dis the disappointment to the company or about the company is real. The fact that they don't care as much as they should because they actually make money with those customers is a sad fact. And um, I cannot say anything kind about these people. They, they shouldn't be making money off of this game anymore. They should focus on something else and just restart uh, maybe this game or a different kind of game and think about the mistakes they've made in the past to not make the same in the future because they've been uh, a bit more reckless with the customers and, and uh, the, the loyal fan base. I mean, just look at the amount of money they make with all these skin transactions. Worldwide, millions of people, you know, if, if, if on a weekend somebody finds the time to actually play the game, you have, according to the statistics on, on, on my machine, and I assume that those statistics only are concerned for those in, in Europe. I, I don't think that they're counting the entire world, Asian servers, America, and all that. I think they're only from Europe. And we're, we see here half a million players almost every weekend, which is still a lot. There used to be more, roughly a million. But like I said, you know, people get disappointed. They get pissed off by the game and by cheaters and all that kind of stuff. So they leave the platform and move on. But um, if you think about it, a lot of these players, they don't play every day. They, they don't play every weekend, but they come back to the game. They revisit the game. So I think the, the dark number of total gamers out there playing the game is much higher than half a million. So it's quite surprising that this number is still uh, being reached in this day and age, even though you have so many other games that you can still play. So um, if Valve really wants to stay uh, competitive on the market by being one of the leading game developers, they really have to sit back on their ass and rethink their strategies and how to deal the security issues about this game. Well, that being said, it's a fact I have been playing a bit too much. I've been also looking a bit into uh, Blizzard's uh, updated version of Diablo 2 which is a fun game, 
It's really well done. It's just like the original, at least in its style and flair and, and, and gameplay. It's, it's really beautiful. Um, something to recommend, even though it's a bit expensive. I mean, 40 bucks for this game, you, you gotta be shitting me, really? Blizzard, is that, is that necessary, you dumb fuck? Give me a break. 20 bucks for the game is enough. 40? God damn it, get, get yourself a job. Really disappointed in the pricing here. As if they didn't make enough money with World of Warcraft, they have to let gamers bleed to, to rebuy an old game. I mean, that's just... That's Blizzard for you. They're like money Nazis. Just like Valve. Um, what else have I been playing? Yeah, Valorant, probably. That's uh, the last one. I haven't been playing much uh, of anything else recently. I, like I said, I don't have the time to play that much. I still have to work. And speaking of work, i got to get back to my table and uh, continue writing or rewriting a text that I was um, building together for a short story um, based on on the premise of one of those books that I've been reading, which is a, a lecture from the university. This time it's about uh, inventing or writing a beginning that belongs to the ending and just writing those two segments, start and finish of a story. And they had three examples of which you could choose from and try to invent something, try to come up with a creative idea to uh, pack uh, necessary information to the start and finish to actually tie in the story and, you know, give space and room for speculation for the middle. And I'm almost finished. So I'm going to do that. Everything I write is in German. I'm, I'm afraid I can't upload this stuff here and let you uh, read this stuff because I think most of my listeners are English-speaking people. I don't have many Germans listening. I don't think that they care if I say anything at all. I am too negative to my own people. I know that. I know. That being said, I need more wine. Okay, that's uh, enough for today, guys. I got to get back to work. I got to do something before I lie down and um, drink myself to oblivion. I wish you all the best. Stay healthy no matter how. If you have a bicycle and it's freezing outside, you can still go outside and enjoy that. Be kind to each other. Don't freak out like the Germans do right now. Find common ground. Make peace and just try to be happy, all right? See you guys in a few days, I guess. I'll keep you posted. Um, hang in there, have a drink on my behalf, and goodbye. <laughs>